Hey guys, Dan here from danstube.tv and on today's episode of the Drone Owners Worldwide podcast and video experience, we have Eric from DroneLink joining us for a live Q&A session. Now, DroneLink is the future of flight automation, and I'll just bring it over to the screen here. It allows you to reimagine your drone flights. It allows you to set up uh, particular waypoints and planned missions and mapping, and it really just offers so much to drone pilots. It's really powerful stuff. So you can also set up um, 360-degree photos, hyperlapses, and even tracking modes. So in today's episode, we will be focusing on the Mavic Mini, because that was recently added to DroneLink. Um, so let us know in the comments below what you thought of this episode here, and we'll jump into it very soon with Eric. Thank you so much for watching, guys. This was actually sponsored by the Mavic Mini Australia Facebook group, and also Eye in the Sky Clothing. So I'll have those links in the video description as well. But let's get into it. You and I had always talking about kind of redoing. We could do autopilot again from the ground up. How would he want it? What would I want? What was my feature list? How would we build it then? And that's what DroneLink became. DroneLink became kind of our vision of if we could do it again, take all the things we learned from autopilot, all the good things that were in autopilot, uh, all the things we knew about Litchi and the other software solutions that are out there and kind of build something cool that we had heard that people wanted. So that was really back in April of last year. Um, started building it and was launched kind of in the October, you know, October of last year with a heavy duty focus. It's the, the interesting thing is I think the focus has changed. It was originally very kind of didn't really know what people would want. Um, it was focused on the Mavic 2 users, people that couldn't really use profile. And uh, cool. make sure you mute your mics, everyone. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and then uh, expanded out. And then, you know, the, over the, past, the earlier part of this year, there's a lot of interest in DroneLink among some of the major drone service providers um, and some of the other larger companies, the Air Maps and, and sort of the Air Datas and Air Maps and Drone Logbooks and uh, Drone Bases and a lot of these other companies that are looking to have kind of a centralized uh, auto autonomous tool to enhance what they're doing. And the way that Jim created this thing is it's more than just more than just a software solution. It's really, it's a whole language. It, it opens the door to companies to create their own software solutions. So that's, that's what was kind of coming. And in the meantime, I, 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 I tend to push more the consumer side. We found out about the, the kind of the decision by DJI with the Mavic Mini that it was only going to support, it wasn't going to support waypoints or the way it was going to come out, but the way that Jim programmed DroneLink, it became, and this is kind of a month or so ago, it became uniquely the only software solution that would support waypoints and orbits and all the things that DroneLink did for the mini, for both iOS and for Android. I know there's a red waypoint, a couple other solutions out there that sort of do it, but at the power that DroneLink does it, it became very unique and it kind of took off from there. So it, it kind of, if you look at our sale, it's kind of interesting. We have all these you know, kind of smattering of, of Mavic 2 and Spire users, then a bunch of enterprise users, and then it kind of just kind of flattened out a while. And then the, the Mavic 2, the Mavic Mini thing hits, and it's just a spike worldwide. <laughs> We've had this huge amount of interest. So the, the great thing is for us is now it's, it's pushed 
me and push Jim to start developing more. So mm. we'll see that's the new pricing that came out. That's a new feature set that's coming out. That's a new enhancement that's coming out yeah, with more things to come. So that was a long intro, but hopefully that helps kind of set the stage for what, how, yeah. You know, so I've been, I've launched with a long answer to basically say, I've been involved with Jim for almost five, six, you know, for almost five, six years right now, flying with him. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. Thank you for, you know, the context behind everything. I was really curious about how it all kind of came about and what your big why was, which you, you gave to us. You gave us why you guys started this and you wanted to, I guess, fix that problem that you you saw other software didn't offer the most comprehensive kind of offering of flight automation, which is which is great. I guess I'm really curious how DroneLink actually entered the market. Like, what did it look like when it first came into the market? I would say it looked pretty similar to the way it is now. It hasn't, at its core user interface level, it hasn't changed a lot. Um, I mean, the idea behind it was this isn't, it was never intended to be something that you just kind of turn on and fly. It, I, mean, mm. I mean, again, like, you know, we, you know the, the feedback we got, even from the autopilot days, was that it's complex, hard to learn, there's a lot to do. And we always pushed back and said, that's because it does a lot. It's not intended to be, you know, something where it's not a DJI Go or even a Litchi where you can just kind of fire. You, you got to watch a couple of videos. You got you got to learn a little bit. You got to read a little bit. You understand the logic of what, of how it was put together and why it was put together that way. Um, mm. And specifically, the, uh, the, the heart of it and why, if you, if you watch the very early videos that we did, it was, you know, it was this whole, this component-based architecture. So it was really built with the intent of, I want to build something and then I want to reuse it. And then I want to be able to use it again and again and again and then enhance it. And then I want to share it with Dan and Dan's going to enhance it. And then we're going to work mm -hmm. with a team. Um, and then we're going to build on top of that. And then, then, then let's figure out the additional things that we want. Oh, we want to do a cardinal photo issue. We want to do an, an HDR 360. We want to do you know, this type of a video mission. Well, that's great. Those are all things that you can build from a function or from our component. And then it's, it's always there for you. So you can keep using it again and again. That's, and that's bluntly, that's why, that's why these enterprise level companies love what DroneLink is. And I think there's still a lot of advantages for the hobbyists that the people are just getting started, but that's the power that came with DroneLink. I think the, the interesting thing, again, kind of going back to what, what I, where I think DroneLink is going, is because there's so much interest now in the hobbyist side, I've been pushing harder to try to get kind of a, was an entry level version. So in terms of where, what it looked like and where I think it's going, I think the goal here, if this is again, what's kind of the pricing drives is a version that maybe you take out the repos, you take out some of the high end complexity stuff and you get it to the point where I want to do something really cool with my drone, you know, not just be another, a me too waypoint solution out there, but what can I do that's very, very cool. And I think that's, that's, that's some of the things that we're looking at doing in addition to, you know, getting on par with some of the other products that are out there, but really more importantly, kind of taking it to the next level. Yeah, definitely. And one thing I wanted to mention as well is, you know, in my trials with uh, DroneLink so far, I really did love that community aspect. I feel like, you know, the fact that you can share your repos and, and really work on something together like that is really wonderful. And moving forward, that hopefully will be, like you said, integrated even more heavily. Um, and the thing, the other thing as well that you touched on is, you know, it's not a, a software solution where you just kind of 
jump into it and you can just go from there. Like there is a fair bit to it and it is a very powerful piece of software. And I, I really do appreciate how thorough the, you know, the tutorials and the, the videos are to actually guide you through everything. Um, so yeah, that was something that personally just on, you know, like a consumer level to jump into it and, and kind of go, wow, that, that you can do so much with this thing. Like, where do I start here? And then, you know, to be guided through those videos, I thought that was a, a really nice touch. So as a, as a guy that did the videos too much, too little, I mean, I'm a, I always, I get mixed feedback. People like them. So I mean, there's, there's, we're almost on 50 of them right now. I mean, are there too many? Yeah. What's, what's, the, what's the feedback on that? Yeah, but I think it's good because you're offering value, you know, like it's, it makes it easier for people to jump in and really understand what each feature does and how to actually use the software. You know, otherwise they're going to be constantly contacting you or, you know, there may be some confusion going on and misleading information from other people using the software. So I think it's good to hear it directly from you guys. Yeah. I mean, look, the, it's definitely something that I, I don't recommend just turning on and flying. Um, we obviously see on the support side, people asking questions that are either addressed in the videos or addressed in the FAQs. So we tell, we typically tell people like this, you know, we have a forum, you can post your questions there. 90, I would say 95% of the questions that are out there um, have, have been answered before. So there are reviews in the forums. What I, uh, what I love is what you said, which is I, I, I when people have, they, they've, they've leapfrogged mind level of knowledge in, in using it. And many times we've got Java programmers and people writing functions and pushing the software to new levels and, and really collaborating on things that, you know, I, I think we're just, we're just starting to scrape the level. That was always the vision was trying to build, you know, you start pulling people together, you get the, you know, I, the early stages we, we pulled in some ambassadors to start using it. Um, there's a, there's a user group set up by Gary and Eric that they, they do a really nice job of kind of talking through, um, and they help out a lot in driving people to use the product and help people how to use it. But, mm. um, again, seeing again, very, very sharp people that are programmers and drone pilots start to push it is, I think what it excites me, it excites Jim too. Yeah, no, that's really great. So I think, you know, the most common question that we've had is about warranty. Now, would you be able to talk a little bit on how that works if you're using DroneLink? So I, I think the answer is relatively simple on it. I mean, I, so, somewhere along the line in the forums, there is a, there's this comment that were made that using third-party software, and it's not just DroneLink, it's Litchi, it's, every, it's, it's drone, mm -hmm. you know, drone Deploy, it's every other piece of software that's out there. The comment is, if you use it, your warranty is immediately void. And that's just simply not true. I, I, I can't say it in either way. It's not true. We are, we are working very aggressively with DJI. Jim just spoke at an event with DJI at Airworks. Um, they have been aware with us. They have been aware of Jim and our work back in the, um, the autopilot days through Hangar and through DroneBase, uh, through DroneLink. Um, they're obviously familiar with companies like Litchi. We are an approved partner of theirs. Um, they know what we do. So that being said, at least, and I, and I won't speak for the other third-party solutions, but I'll speak for the way that we handled um, Autopilot and the way that we handled DroneLink. And that's that if the drone crashes and it's our fault, we'll fix the drone. We drone, we stand behind the software. Um, if, if, if the software actually has a bug in it that sends your drone off into the great unknown 
and it's gone and we can prove it. And the, and look, there, there, there are logs that track everything that goes on. If that happens, we'll, we'll fix it. Luckily, it has not happened. So we haven't had to do that. We did it for, we did it once for autopilot, maybe twice, once or twice. I remember for autopilot have not had to do it for, for drone, for drone wing. Wow. Um, okay. And then the only thing I'll say for, from, from DJI's perspective, I mean, again, I've been a pretty loyal DJI customer for six years. Um, the, we have had one crash that was under warranty. That was 100% our fault um, with a mission we put together with a water tower and the mission was not well thought through. And the hmm. drone fl you know, flew full strength into a water tower and crashed. And they sent it back and they replaced it. So I, I can't say, I mean, what, what, what I call, if I was doing a claim, when I fill it out and say, I was using link and I smashed it in a tower because I'm, a, I'm you know, I stupidly put together a mission. I probably wouldn't do that. But we have the logs. We, we can provide a drone. You know, they will back it. I've seen posts from them saying that they'll back it up as long as it's, uh, as long as you have the logs and stay care of. So um, I, I, I prefer to tell people fly safe, fly carefully, you know, check your missions, check your area, make sure you know what you're doing before you send it up. And for the most part, I've had two crashes in my life. The two crashes that I've had were, again, 100% my fault. So mm. I've, had a, I've had a fly away that was because the software did something weird or disconnected. It didn't do it. The, the software is always done what it's expected to do. Yeah. Okay. So in that scenario, if there is a bug and it is something to do with DroneLink, do users reach out to you as well as DJI? Or are we just reaching out to DJI or just you? How does if, that look? look it, we, we have the forms and there's a support area forms. I would always start there. If there's like, if you're really like, like the, 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 you're 100% convinced that there's a bug and that drone crashed, send a message to support at dronelink.com. We'll get back mm -hmm. to you. Or post in the forums, we'll get back to you. Um, yeah. Again, even going back to the very, very early beta users, when there was bugs in the software and there were issues that we were working through, um, the heart of it is is very, very, I wouldn't say crash proof, but it's built on the it's built on the way that DJI writes their software, which is really intended to be, you know, it's got a it's got a return to home feature. If it disconnects, it comes home. There's not there's, there's nothing in the software that says, all right, if I don't know what to do, send it off on the great unknown. Like yeah, <laughs> the, the the only the only thing that I ever you know, I remember in the uh, the autopilot days that I, and this this holds true for DJI or anything else. The, the, the only problem that I kind of remember people having was if you set a home point that's in a different location and then it disconnects, it's going to go back to that other home point. There was, there was situations where if you flew from one point and went off to another point, you marked that old home point point, you took off and it disconnected, it's going back to that initial home point. So you, you got to be a little bit careful about what's going on. I think part of the beauty, again, with DroneLink is that you can preview everything. Um, mm. the, the mission preview in the 2D is very powerful. So you can, you can kind of see the altitude and the distance of what's going on. And then pushing it off to Google Earth, you can kind of do the additional checks on it to make sure your altitude's right. So you're not going down below tree level or too low or do something that you actually intended to do, as well as obviously check all of your camera settings and did you, you know, that, 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 to, that to me is one of the most powerful things of, of drone link is, is like, you know, I'm planning a mission. I can sit here at my computer. I can plan it all out. I can look at it. 
oh shit, I forgot to turn my, to turn my, like, my, my video camera on at that point. Turn the video camera on, preview it again, look at it, see what it looks like in Google. Oh, that's kind of, that's kind of cool. That's kind of looking for it. Let me change the angle. Keep doing that. And then literally just go out, drop, put it down on the ground, play, it plays. And I, that, yeah. I, don't know if I, I posted a video a couple of weeks back where I did that. I was doing a, a commercial shoot for a golf course and I was able to plan it all out at home, brought it to the golf course, it played, it played perfectly the first time. That was just from, you know, a 30, 40 minute planning session at home. So yep. that's the great thing I think of, of, of the planning. No, stuff. that's great. Yeah. Um, so we do, Todd, yes, you can ask questions. We do have yeah, Todd cool. Clark asking. Um, yeah, and if anyone else has questions as well, you can uh, jump in, just let us know in the chat. Go ahead, Todd. Did you have a question now or are you just asking? Sorry. <laughs> you can unmute yourself if you're trying to ask questions. Yeah, unmute yourself, Todd. I think you have. There you go. Uh, sorry, guys. Got to unmute myself. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't really a question, it was just more, more a statement. Um, I, I kind of. Um, yeah, interesting to, to find out that. Um, uh, DJI is, is kind of okay with us using third-party software then. Is that, is that the case? Yeah. No, they're, they're aware. That we're, they, they're working right alongside us both on the – particularly they're working alongside us on the, um, uh, on the enterprise side and the business side. And I, I would personally say that they are extremely aware. For those that have been flying for a while, um, the early – DJI software, the DJI GoSoft, did not have waypoints, did not have any advanced functionality. It's absolutely been driven by third-party solutions like Litchi and Autopilot, I think. Um, I mean, I've been, I've been a long time, you know, Apple and Android, but Apple lately user, I used to jailbreak my phone and I jailbreak my phone because I wanted functionality that Apple didn't do. And I think the jailbreakers drove Apple to, to create folders and create additional functionality that the software didn't have. I think the same things happened with DJI. The waypoints off, the, the quick shots have all kind of come from things that third-party solutions have done. So again, I, I, there, there's not a ton of these third-party solutions out there, but the one, you know, and obviously you don't want to send up, you know, 500 or 1500 or a $6,000 drone up in the air with some kid working out of his basement that's experimenting with the software but you know I, I, I stand behind the dev team on DroneLink he's, he's, he's bluntly one of the sharpest guys I know um, very well respected by DJI and the, and the community as somebody who knows this, the software and can, and can build it so um, DJI is very very aware if I guess that was the best way to put it. That's great look uh, the one thing I would say is um, look I'm from an IT background myself and um, I, I kind of find DroneLink terrific the way it's structured it's incredibly powerful if anybody's um concerned about using it um like eric said i'd get online watch the videos they're so easy once you get the concepts of the of the uh, components together in your head and and how it all works um the drone goes where you program it to go um and it's easy you can preview it it, it's, it's just such a powerful piece of software and it, it's incredible. And it turns the mini into, uh, which a great drone turns it into a beast of a drone. It's absolutely fantastic. So thanks, Eric. Thanks for all your work. We really appreciate it. Uh, I, I appreciate that. And look, I, I, I love hearing 
people's excitement over the autonomous flights. That's why I tell that story sometime about the first time I flew autonomously six years ago, only because I can still remember that feeling of, wow, there to there. I've flown, I've done this manually, but watching this thing do it autonomously is really cool. And, and I have a cousin that just went out and bought a, uh, a Babic Mini in my recommendation. He, uh, he watched all my videos and got sick of my voice, but he watched all my videos. <laughs> and then he went out and he told me he flew his first wish be that same bit. I, I know every single person that's ever flown autonomously for the first time has that little bit of apprehension of push the button, let go of the sticks, and boom, <laughs> it's not going to fly away. And he said it was awesome. He kind of did an orbit around his house and then did a couple of things. Like he, he ran back in his house and he told me that everything's working really well. So yeah, so I, 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 I love hearing that, that excitement. I, I, I feel it. It's just, I mean, the cool thing is, you know, as, as I've worked through these software solutions and seeing the additional stuff that's coming out, I mean, I've, I've worked with autopilot and, you know, my, some of the things that I miss from autopilot that are, that are coming are kind of the GPS based follow and being able to zing around. I used to do a lot of stuff with autopilot. I did training classes with it. We'd go, we'd rent a boat in, in <laughs> Florida and then we'd just have it chase us in the boat from different angles. And I got some crazy footage that way. So that, that's coming again um, in the next couple of months. So there's some really cool functionality that'll be built on top of the basic functionality of, of uh, DroneLink already. That's great. And um, also in the, the YouTube comments, we had a comment from Jamie saying, uh, I think it's the right level of videos. As a beginner, I watched from episode one to episode 39, building missions along with videos. Great way to learn how it works. So another really positive comment, which is, which is great to hear. I guess, um, you know, seeing as this event is hosted with the Mavic Mini envi- uh, kind of in, in mind, and uh, obviously being hosted through the Mavic Mini Australia Facebook page, uh, would you be able to talk a little bit about, you know, you mentioned it at the beginning, how popular the Mavic Mini has obviously been for DroneLink and, uh, you know, running this Facebook group, I've definitely seen the excitement for the Mavic Mini. So would you be able to talk about what's available for Mavic Mini users for the people out there who don't know? So, yeah, so I'm, I, I'm assuming that everybody on this group has a Mavic Mini. Uh, Most people do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I will, so... Me personally, I, I skip this one. I, I tend to be a techno geek that buys the latest and greatest. I'm, I'm like my little, my little OM4 from DTI that I bought on a whim. So I, I, I skip this one only because I, 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 I tend to fly. I, I love my Mavic 2 and my Mavic 2 Pro. I have a Phantom 4 Pro. I have an Inspire 2. So that tends to be what I fly. I, I didn't buy this one because I thought I had, I had the Spark. I had the Air. I had a bunch of the other ones that I bought and sold after trying it for a while and testing it. Um, but the mini I skipped only because I, I thought it was a little bit more of a consumer level drone, but well, obviously when this whole thing came out about auto, uh, about, you know, I keep saying auto, drone link supporting, um, yeah. mini, I rushed out and bought it and tested it and it worked perfectly. And that was such a cool thing to see this time. And I'm amazed the, the, the drone, it's tiny. I mean, I, I, I fly little racer drones too. And this thing's smaller, obviously the racer drone's 250 grams. It's, it's lightweight. Um, so for people that are just looking to get started, it's a fantastic drone. I mean, again, the, the, the FC-40 and the big drones, even the, that's not a big drone, but like the, the, the Phantom, 4, Phantom 4 size drone, that's, that's a more sizable drone. This is tiny and it flies rock solid in the air. I always consider these things now like tripods in the sky that you can put mm-hmm. on the controller down and we'll just lock there. And I, I, it's, that's an awesome feeling to, to, be, to feel secure you're not, it's really, it's, it's, 
I wouldn't say it's impossible to crash, but it's hard to crash these things right now. Um, from an autonomous software perspective, I do think, and, I, and I'll speak using words that I've heard from other people that I like, which is I think that DroneLink opens the door to a whole bunch of other functionality that DJI and DJI Fly does not currently have, which is great. I mean, I, I think that's the third party software thing as a whole is that, that if you're looking to do waypoints, have it fly from, you know, and I always recommend, somebody else told me, posted something I thought was really smart, which is learn to fly first. Don't jump right and don't buy it and then learn drone. Like I would buy the drone, I'd fly it manually, I'd understand how to stop it. You need to know how to fly it back if you ever have problems with it. You wanna make sure you know how to fly it back and understand the screen and DJI go. So learn that. And then, then you can really, you can also start to appreciate what the, what drone link does if you just try to fly from a to b and look at c try to do that with sticks that's you know maybe change altitudes that's four or five stick movements right there that you've got to keep on track of and look down at and make sure that's matching the wires and you know to have drone link do it all for you um and see it in google earth is really fun so mm. um so yeah i think from so to kind of get back to your question i think the for uh, the reason why there's a couple things that I think I find have been interesting about from the Mavic Mini perspective that we've seen worldwide. One, obviously, it's a great price point. So for those that don't want to drop fifteen hundred or five thousand dollars or whatever on a on a uh, on a Mavic Two or even the you know an Air Two or something like that that's out there, it's a great entry level drone for five hundred bucks. You're flying, you get multiple batteries. It's really portable. I mean, this is like you can't you really can't beat this. You throw this thing in a backpack along with the rest of your suitcase, and this is this is everything you need charger, drone, controller, everything. You can't really beat that from the size of it. Um, mm. It's interesting, we've had users in other countries that have restrictions on the weight of the drone, that if it's over 250 grams, you have to get a commercial pilot license to use it. So we're seeing an interesting group of users right now that are looking to use it, for example, for mapping missions, because you don't need to get a license. You can go off and start using DroneLink and the mini and start going to do mapping missions. So we've got a whole, that's again, kind of why the, the, the pricing, we have a separate pricing for, for mapping right now is, is, is come from that growing group of users worldwide that need a way to do mapping. And it takes mm. good pictures. People are, you know, we've seen people do pretty amazing things. Not only the 2D ortho mosaic type things, but these 3D shot images. I, I posted something like that recently by uh, vision drone that was using it, it, it I just it's fantastic I mean I like I mean that, 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 that's from a Mavic Mini to my understand flying with uh, with drone link so it's it's great mm -hmm. to see what using for. so look I think uh, the, the reality is that it, it, it is going to be it, it's a hobbyist drone I mean I, I, it's interesting that I think people are using it commercially you know if I if, if, if I if I've got a commercial job I'm I am always going to pull out my Mavic 2 or my Inspire before I pull out the Mini um, but for people that are learning, it's obviously, it's a, it's a much easier pill to swallow and you really get, I mean, it does the same thing for the most part. It's, it's a pretty powerful. Um, yeah, it really is. And, and that's something we've noticed in, you know, the Mavic mini Australia group, even, you know, just for father's day, we had a lot of people who were, you know, gifted a, a Mavic mini and that was their first introduction to drones. And we've had a lot of other users who, you know, their first ever experience with the drone is, is actually with you know, the Mavic Mini. So it definitely is that entry level point. And that's something I really touched on in, um, you know, my, my initial review of the Mavic Mini and especially the fact that it's 
like you said, under 250 grams, it makes it a lot easier for pilots all over the world to use it without having to license themselves or, you know, go through all these different hoops, which is, uh, can be a, a bit of a pain in the ass, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of, you know, the drone link integrate, like the integration with the Mavic mini, it seemed that drone link was like, you are like the, the only one that I can see. I'm testing the, the Litchi beta right now, which has a bit of Mavic mini functionality, but it's not actually available as a, as a public version right now where drone link, you can, you know, purchase the hobbyist kit and you can use your Mavic mini with it straight away. So is that just a testament to how, well-programmed drone link was or how was that process allowing it to work with the Mavic Mini? Was it like seamless for you guys or was there a lot of work? So it was the, the heart of it, it again, kind of goes back to the autopilot days, but the autopilot software um, and drone link was built on its own custom flight controller. So yeah, the developer created something unique and it, 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 was, a, it, was, it was a plus and minus to that. The, the, the pro to it was it opened the door to a whole bunch of additional functionality that DJI didn't originally offer. So now you're building, you're kind of, kind of modifying the OS for, for lack of a better word. Um, the downside was that, you know, companies like Litchi are very, very dependent on the, the DJI software and they can do things, I wouldn't say easier, but they can do things, you know, at a base level where, 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 where DroneLink, because it has this custom flight controller, can do more. So what does that mean? So drone link and autopilot was put together using this thing called virtual stick. And what virtual stick basically means is that when it's, when it's flying along, the, the, the commands are not being sent from the drone, they're being sent from the, the software via the controller. So the software is basically emulating what the controller does. So it's sending stick movement with it's the right, the left, the left. So that's a great thing and it's a bad thing. The great thing is that it opens the door. The bad thing is that, it, first of all, you need to have connections. So the, the most common, connect, common question that I get is, you know, what happens if the drone loses connection with the, the uh, controller? What happens? Well, the answer is it returns to home. Just like if you were flying manually. If you're flying manually and it lost connection, the drone's going to return home. So it has that same action. So then, then, I, then I, the, the, the typical follow-up question I get is, well, I don't think that's safe. And I have to say, I think it's safer. I, you know, I, I, they're like, I want my drone to continue along the, the mission, even if it loses connection. And to me, that's where flyaways happen. Because if you program it badly and it flies off and you can't regain control, you can't send a return to home command back to your drone, that drone's gone. So that to me has been the concern of kind of a, you know, kind of a lost connection mission control type um, drone. But so that's, that's the way that drone link was built in a unique way. The, the only other downside to that we've seen has been particularly with the mini, less so with the, the, the higher end drones, is that it, 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 we have seen issues with jitteriness. So a, a fast, small orbit, because it's sending these, these, these commands, it tends to jitter. So you see little jitters. If you did it with a Mavic 2 or a Phantom 4, you don't see it at all. But with the because it's such a light drone, it's very susceptible to the wind. The wind will take it off. The drone link goes up. Oh, it's out. It's out. It's, it's not right. Correct. Correct. So I, I will. I will say that we're aware of that. Um, the short-term fix to that is experiment with speed and experiment with the, the radius of the, of the thing. You don't make such tight, tight turns in your waypoints. 
Um, some of the users have experimented with uh, particular paths, the, the, um, the yaw speed, that will also help you. Um, people have fixed things in post using, using uh, uh, stabilization software that's done a very good job. And then we're looking at ways to make it better, particularly with orbits, if we can you know, be a little bit more forgiving. So we're not, it's so, it, it can be very aggressive. That's kind of the best way to put it. It's, just, it's aggressive. Mm -hmm. if, it, if it sees it's off course, fix, 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 fix. So if we can just, okay, it's all right, you're a little off, don't, don't, don't jam, you, you'll get there. Stay focused on that. So that's coming as well where, where we are aware. But that's, that all just kind of goes to what the, uh, again, the way the software was built, what I think that what makes it unique in, in the space. Yeah, yeah, okay. And I guess, you know, in my um, initial test with it, that they were my thoughts as well, which is it's really good that you guys are aware of that and you recognize that obviously that is a thing that can be fixed, but it's um, in its current state, that's just what's going to happen. And, you know, I did get similar advice from people about adjusting the speed and the radius and then playing around with the settings, which again, is something that DroneLink offers. So you can just really tweak that and play with um, all of the different settings. So that's something that you know, I'm looking forward to testing, you know, more over the coming weeks as I will be uh, doing some more videos on it. But um, I guess that was a bit of a side note for no reason. But with, um, yeah, like moving forward with this. So obviously you guys want to fix this by the sounds of it. And like what other plans do you have for the Mavic Mini? So is that the first focus to try to make it the smoothest experience? Or do you have other focuses? So we actually have a kind of a look at a roadmap. So if you go, if you go to drillmeet.com, there's a roadmap page. So you can see all the stuff that's being worked on. We've mm -hmm. done surveys and asked people kind of what they're looking for. Um, and I, I would say that's probably mid to high on the list. The, the other thing that, you know, that we hear most, it's interesting. The, the feature that was requested most was the active track type follow, which to mm -hmm. me has always been, yeah, I, I've been using active track you know, via DJI from the beginning, I've always found it frustrating because I always found that it loses the thing following, you know, unless you're wearing something that's a big contrast to your background. I thought it doesn't, it loses you a lot. Um, my, my personal wish has always been the GPS-based follow. Because I, mm. I again, the boat follow or a car or bicycle or skateboard, being able to, to walk onto your location from a GPS perspective, or even what we used to do is we, we used to, you know, we, we could have it set drone to follow another drone. So that was, we'd have a drone orbiting another drone that way. It was like all, all based upon GPS location. So that is, is on, in the works. The, we are looking at rolling out the, um, uh, the drone, the, the basically the, the uh, waypoints offline. I, I, I call them offline waypoints. I forget the, there's another term. <laughs> That Jim and I were just talking about yesterday that escaped me right now. But basically, it's it's allowing the the drone to work off of the the DJI flight controller, so it'll 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 fly waypoints by itself. But that won't work on the mini. So just to be clear, that's the reason why I was kind of coming full circle on your other question. The reason why Litchi does not work with waypoints is because of its flight controller. It won't work unless DJI. The only way it'll work is if. DJ updates its flight controller or Litchi implements a solution like DroneLink. And the one of the solution that I've seen for that does it is this red waypoint solution, which does it for the, um, the Android device solely. They have an iOS solution, they have a PC solution, they have a planning solution, but they do have a 
Waypoint Solution for Android. So that, that, those are both based upon the virtual sticks solution. Um, I think the other thing that we're starting to do more and more on is again, trying to make it, I think it is trying to make the experience easier for the commercial users and I'm sorry, the, the hobbyist users try to create a, a, maybe just a, a simple version that takes out some of the stuff that people don't necessarily are, are using out of, out of the gate and then turn it on after um, to make it a little bit of a faster learning experience. And then again, we, we, we've, been, we've tried to be pretty responsive so that as people have asked for things, uh, we absolutely, we, we put it on the roadmap and then we, we try to get people can vote on those things and request stuff that they want and we'll, we'll, we'll react to those needs as, as they come up. So mm. we're excited. I mean, I think it's nothing we're just really excited about. I think, I mean, the, I, I, again, I've worked with Jim for a long time right now. I, I, I know when, when, when Jim kind of goes into develop, de developer mode, he'll just become self-absorbed with it. And I, I've seen him roll out stuff you know, in a day. I, I've, <laughs> I was involved in the early bug testing phase with him. I remember I, was, I, was, I saw a bug in the software and I, I called him from the field he fixed it when I was out there and it, it fixed the software literally. I was sitting there. Like, we right now, that's again, kind of the beauty of the drone link software is it's not, it's not a download. It's all web-based. So literally just refreshed and oops, okay. Now it's doing it. Yeah, working now. Thanks. That was cool. So he, he literally fixed it huh. while I was out there. On the fly. That's so cool. So how many people do you have in the team? Is it just you and Jim? There's basically three or four of us right now. So we have, it's, it's Jim and I, and then we have somebody else who's been working with us on the marketing side and a couple other uh, people that assist as well. Um, but Jim, Jim, Jim's the, the brains and the heart. I tend to play more on the marketing side and the social media side. Jim gets, it kind of, it kind of triggers Jim a little bit. He's, 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 he's definitely more of a, on the dev side than the social media side. Um, the other group is also working heavily on the enterprise the scan, we, we, we actually have kind of a separate product called ScanLink, which is really geared toward tower inspections and some of the enterprise work that we're doing. But he's been, he brings a lot of background and experience. He actually came from Hangar. So mm. he's got a good, strong background there. He's been, he's been helping out with that. But interesting, again, with, with everything that, was, that happened with, um, you know, with Mavic Mini, if, if you've seen, you're seeing the, the, the drone link website right now. That's, that is a, a reaction to our users. We had, we had our existing website. It was, I think, good. The video that we, you know, I helped build that thing. It was a great video. But again, I, I, you know, our feedback was that it was, it was too much. It was a little bit overwhelming for hobbyists. And it was, you know, we, 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 we looked at the heat maps of how people were interacting with the site. We thought it was a little bit too much. So we, we rolled out this new site you know, a week or so ago, and it's got, I think, good reaction from people. And again, it's cleaner looking. You were going to do that. Um, so yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, I noticed that. I noticed that change. Um, and and it's really great. I think that would make you guys stand out moving forward. The fact that you do listen so closely to what the community wants as well. I think that's really important from any level, you know, and especially something, um, you know, that people you know, are using quite expensive drones on your software and the fact that they would feel heard is just fantastic. So like what kind of features are you 
looking forward to moving forward? You know, we've spoken a little bit about the, the Mavic Mini. Also, anyone in the, the comments who wants to ask any other questions, you know, jump on in. Um, but like just you personally, Eric, like what features are you looking forward to? You mentioned the follow modes for the Mavic Mini. Is there anything else that you can shed some light on for us? So I'll answer Todd's question here quickly. I saw something about the, the Mavic Air 2. So the Mavic, so typically DJI will release an update to the SDK. Um, you know, ideally when they release the SDK, it's, you know, it's very quick for us to turn the software on if, it, if nothing's changed majorly as it kind of was the case with the Mavic Mini, the SDK was updated and we were, we were testing it almost immediately after. Um, Hopefully that'll be the same thing with the Air 2. So, but it's really, it, it, you know, people, when is it going to be supported? It's, you, you ask DJI. We, we ask them, they're, 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 a, they're a tiny little company. So yeah, so they, they, they eventually respond and they, 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 they're, they're working on it. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, to your other question about kind of what I'm interested in, I, I always tell people the, the, one, the, the feature that I always really liked a lot um, was a feature called Focus. Um, and it was GPS-based focus. Um, and, you know, it was interesting. I was actually playing with my, my Mavic 2 yesterday. And so there is, this, there, there is a mode that, they, that it kind of uses active track to, to do focus, where, you know, it, it lets you lock on, you know, draw a box on something, it go. And then as you fly, the drone kind of does a decent job of trying to maintain. But again, even in just my little limited experience of trying to lock on a person, and then I flew higher, and I tried to lock onto a building, and then flew, it, it kept, lo it, lo it lost, you know, simple mm -hmm. pool, gigantic pool, you know, <laughs> 200 feet in the air, look at the pool, and then just fly. And it would lose the pool, just kind of going back and forth. GPS-based focus never lost location. The ability to lock on a location, an altitude of that, and then literally just fly around, and the drone would yaw properly, even with, you know, it was, the Inspire, Inspire, Inspire 2 is even better because of yaw, the, the camera, you could fly. But even with the, the Phantoms and the, 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 uh, you know, the Mavics and you know, the Minis, to have it, to, to basically, it's a little, little different way to fly, but to have it look at something and fly and keep track of the thing, I think is, is uh, it's, it's a very, very useful functionality. Um, mm. I think the continual growth of, you know, from the community of enhanced functions, so again, we, we created some basic functions. So you know, a path function, on the fly function, where you can, you know, you don't have to plan it at your PC, you can go out, you can fly to A, B, and C, mark those points, mark where you want the drone to look, and then boom, it'll fly. So that's cool. And then, then you know, now, now you can do an orbit on the fly function, fly to the center, fly to the orbit, boom, it'll fly to the orbit. And then we started expanding on that. Like, well, what are the things that, that, that I need some of the jobs, so that's a cardinal photo thing where it kind of flies eight points or 16 points around a, a, an object. So those type of things. But, and then uh, th that was the beginning of it. And then I, I think then it becomes what additional things can you do? Um, I, I, I don't know if you, it was a video I did a while back on what was called Droneception, which if you've ever seen those, those images where they take images here, 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 here. And they stitch it together and you kind of get that inception movie video with the wall or the floor kind of comes up at the ground. Mm. Up. So I've seen some, we saw some incredible videos of people doing stuff like that. I love those. So we're talking about doing stuff like that. Um, like, so, you know, it's, I, I created a, a function to allow people to do that. 
Uh, one of the other developers did something, again, I mentioned before on these uh, HDR 360s and HDR panos, I think it's really, really cool. What was the other thing that I saw that I thought was pretty slick? Um, just thought about it and I slipped my mind. But yeah, I, I think the, the again, it's, it's trying to find you know, things that can be automated in better ways. I think the, the other thing that, I, I, you know, again, I don't think it's as much play, um, but I definitely use it. It's one of the things I like about DroneLink. And, it, and again, I, I, people accuse me sometimes of, of smashing Litchi. I, I, I really like Litchi. I've used it. I used it when Autopilot stopped supporting the Mavic 2 Pro. I used Litchi. That's because it was the only one out there that did it. I like the software. Um, I, I've done a bunch of golf courses and flyovers of golf courses, and I did it all with Autopilot. And then uh, when I had another one to do, I, I did it all with Litchi. The only problem I had with Litchi was that I would fly, do a whole, do a golf course hole, and I'd fly off and do something else. My settings would be wrong, and I'd be changed because I'm doing whatever, vid images versus video. And then I'd go back another day and fly a couple more holes, and I'd forget to set all the, the, the settings properly. And then I'd get home and my footage was all messed up. And that was because I, it was I, the ISO setting, it was the white balance and a couple of things that were just not right. The beauty, I, I, one of the things that I really like with DroneLink that makes it unique is this, you know, the ability to create a kind of a camera reset or a, a optimal video settings for yourself. So I think I, I'd like to continue to see stuff that does that intelligently. Um, I saw an interesting post just recently trying to push again the Mavic Mini with its camera restrictions, but still allowing you to take advantage of the shutter speed and the aperture, like take intelligent photos based upon what it sees. I think you'll see more of that as well, kind of leading into some of the scanlink stuff where it's actually not only just reacting to GPS location, but what it is seeing. Maybe not an active track thing, but you know, based upon what it's seeing, adjusting to keep the tower or the person or whatever it is in view so you can build that thing. I think those are the other things that you'll continue to see more of. So, so a little more of that, that processing stuff, which <laughs> will further require people to buy the, the, the top iPhone, Android device out there. That's the other. Yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> That's the other thing. Yeah, right. And one thing as well is, you know, through the drone link software, there's a lot of power within the, the components and then you can also, you know, code particular things as well. So does that mean that people out there who are, you know, developers or have a bit of knowledge about code, can they go to the extent of, I don't know if this is a stupid question, but can they create something like a tracking mode or is that something that DroneLink needs to approve or add in there? Like how does that work if it is like an open source software? How much control do other developers have? So I say there's, there's, there's kind of two answers to that. There, there, there is programming at the function level. So mm -hmm. with what the functions are, we've had people build their own functions and now it's kind of you know, in our pricing structure, it kind of leans toward the elite user, people that understand Java can program the functionality and deploy them. So there's, there's that level. I think the enterprise level functionality of kind of pushing things to the next level, it's doable. You know, we, and that's, that is what our enterprise users are doing. They're using, they're using DroneLink as the heart and they're building their own, own user interface and enhancing the functionality, whether it's to do tower inspections or tie it to a drone service provider application or build their own tool. 
So it's, it is all, it's definitely possible. Uh, again, I'll, I'll speak again just quickly to uh, I, I, my, my cousin who's a strong programmer and it was really great to see his reaction to the approach that DroneLink took because he, although he's a new drone pilot, he immediately appreciated the way that it was built. He could immediately see a way that it was built in a way that even he, at the function level, could build that he could, he could get the next level. So, you know, I'm a programmer from years ago, but like the, the people that are really programmers, when they come back and say, you're doing it right. The people that are working together with Jim mm -hmm. on the enterprise, they're telling him he's doing it right. So it's, it, yeah, it's a trade-off of the complexity versus the open source of it, but the, it really is built with open source in mind. Yeah, no, that's great, man. That's really great. You kind of touched on a few things. That, what other things have surprised you that's, you know, that drone links actually been capable of doing? Like you guys have developed this to be open source. Have you got any like standout stories of, I guess, missions or like, you know, kind of corporate jobs or whatever it may be where they've done something and shared it with you and it surprised you like the power of drone link? I mentioned one, I think the mapping thing is very interesting, what's going on in Italy and some of the other places that are that have kind of the, the, the licensing requirements and the weight of the drone. I think that's kind of been an interesting area. I, I, I saw something interesting recently that, yeah, it's funny, I got kind of mixed reactions from it from people, but there's a, there, are, there are people that are, I don't know what the term is internationally, but they're, 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 they're preppers, right? So basically right. people that are, concerned about you know there's varying degrees of of how intense they are into it but the idea of you know something bad was to happen that they've bought enough stuff in their house and they're prepared for those type of things and part of that is um kind of I, I i've kind of called it search and rescue but it's also the ability to kind of monitor your neighborhood and keep an idea of what's going on within you know are, are people coming in and out of your neighborhood so it's a security aspect of it basically you do kind of you know flybys of your neighborhood and a guy came across one of my videos and, and, and bought the software and got really excited. He's, you know, 200,000 video, you know, YouTube followers, got really excited about it, posted it and uh, got in touch with the guy. So th that to me was a unique, a nice, unique way. He's really excited about it because it's, you know, it's only a five, you know, his, his video was great. Was excellent job of kind of introducing the Mavic Mini for people that know nothing about drones. You know, the price point we need to get going. And then he spent that last back half of the video basically talk, talking about how awesome Drone Link was and how great it is that he can, you know, he can sit there in his backyard and put, pop, pop a thing up there and it'll just kind of do a search and, you know, search and rescue mission around mm -hmm. his, his, uh, his development. So I thought that was kind of a, a unique, you know, way that, you know, we hadn't really thought of, you know, we, we've done obviously search and rescue, but the, that whole the, the, the kind of a group of people that, that fall into that prepper world, um, I thought was kind of an interesting space. Um, I mean, again, I, 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 I've, I've personally done my share of golf course flyovers. I think that's a, this tool is awesome for flyovers like that, because again, it's, you know, you're, you know, you're flying over people, you can, you can, you can really visualize whether it's even when there's altitude change, you can really make sure that the flyovers look the way that you want them to look before you go out and fly them. You can plan them all. I mean, again, just for an example of what I did is I did, well, four or five years ago, I did a golf course flyover for one course. They did like $20, $30 million of um, investment into the golf course, and they wanted me to come back out and fly them again. And I had all the missions already stored. They're already there. I just went out, 
played it 18 times and boom, I was able to, 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 to reshoot everything from the ground up. I'd already, I already mapped out all those missions. So I think that's really, really powerful. Um, I totally see some other use cases that I've heard from people. I, I think this H, I've mentioned before, but these HDR 360s are this kind of a sub community of people that got really in, that are still very into that, that are publishing 360 and HDR images and trying to optimize, for, you know, both with the higher end drones, but I've been interestingly using the, uh, the capabilities of the mini, which is camera limitations, but using drone link, they're finding ways to, to play with the, the, the shutter speed and the, you know, and, and kind of create that HDR image, which I think is really, really slick. So again, just kind of pushing the limits of what you can do with the mini. Um, yeah. No, that's great. That's great. We um, have a few questions in here. So one question is, is there any way to search for functions or components created by the community? So I think they're asking about, uh, I saw a few looking at the forum, but I wonder if there is an easier way. So in terms of finding other components or other functionality. I'll share a screen here. Yep. Oh, you got to enable share screen sharing for me here, it looks like. Oh, that might be an issue. We, um, Keith is actually hosting this and he is not here. <laughs> uh, that's not great. Could I load it up on my end? Um, possibly. I mean, if you go to drone link and there's an explore public repositories link, and that's kind of the, that's where they kind of are. Um, that's, that's one way to look at them. And then um, star them. And then once you're, once you're adding functions of your, so explore the public repos. Yeah. Explore the public repos. You'll see all, all the repos are all the repos, both from drone link as well as other, other users that they uh, repos that they've made public. And then you can star them. And as you star them, and if you're actually, if you're building something and you add a new component, and then there's something that says include from repository. And then you can see all of it. You can search that. Uh, well, I wish I could share. I could share. You, you yeah, share I'm kind of, I'm, I am. Um, I've got it set up through the, the YouTube just so it's actually going to create it within the video, but um, I'm seeing here that there are search options through like the most starred option. And then I can see how many functions are within that right. repo uh, set. That's like, we, we, we try to you know, sort them based on the ones that are the most popular. So right now, like all the 360 HDRs or the, the uh, DD Silco has been doing are, are, are top of the list right now. Um, yeah. And then you can, there's, a, there's an option there to show all the drone link ones. Um, so that's, that's where you want to go. So there's like the easiest thing to do, I would say is if you're in a mission and you click on add a component and then say, yeah, add from repository and then it'll right? Yes. Include from repository. And then you'll, you'll see there's a search bar there. You can search for whatever you want. Um, yeah, cool. Let's see if it, yeah, like I, 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 one of the things that is useful for me is like if you search and then you type in the word reset, 
you can you can see all of the reset. There's a camera settings reset, a drone settings reset, a gimbal settings reset. I think those are those are some of the early ones that we created. You can search. Yeah, so like if you're if you do what I just you, know, you do that again and you do a search for droneception, you can mm -hmm. see what I was talking about there for that droneception um, component that's out there. Um, right. Okay. And then again, I, I, I really like the other thing that I'm hoping to see more of, although and I've started to see it is, you know, if you're posting a mission, even like the forums, I, I love seeing people like I'm trying to optimize this. This, this, this mission's not really the way that I want it to be. You can post the mission and let people go in and either change it or even just make it so it's kind of read only so they can copy it into copy it into their own repo and modify it and share it back to you. So mm. I think that's, that's a really cool thing that I think we're just starting to scratch the surface of. I've seen the HDR guys do that where they're just, they're just learning again, particularly with the mini, they're learning what its capabilities are. And uh, so I think that's kind of a fun thing to be able to do is to, is just, you know, and, and again, it's one of these other things that makes DroneLink very unique is that I can, I can create a mission, I can share it, I can create a link off it, I can post it to a, a forum or a website or, or, or Facebook, and people can go in. I posted, uh, I, I, it was kind of cool too, I did that video I was telling you about where I kind of did that golf course video, I planned it, and then I left it, flew it in the second video. I posted a link to that, and a good number of people downloaded it and pulled it into their own repo, which is kind of fun to see. So. Mm -hmm letting people see it and, and again obviously the, the kind of the nice thing about it is that that e even if you don't have a drone or have a mini or you're thinking about buying a mini i still think the drone link's worth 20 bucks because you can the, the google earth type stuff is really slick I and mean, you can do these flyover we, we jim and i one weekend you know maybe six nine months ago we we just we we, we, we rolled out the, the google earth uh integration and we just Pick locations: Washington D.C., the Statue of Liberty. This, you know, <laughs> and we just we just did flyovers using drone links, sitting here in our offices, and created these incredible 3D videos. So mm -hmm. I think like uh, the the ability to uh, so uh, I'm, I'm just kind of rambling here, but I'll, I'll give you just another thing that I thought was interesting. Of uh, drone link was I had a I had a job that I wanted. That, that I was kind of going back and forth a little bit with the client. So I created a, a drone link mission and then I sent the, initially I sent the Google earth video of it. And then I eventually sent the drone link link to him. So he could see exactly what I was doing. And he'd be like, nah, can you go higher here? Can you push it a little more to the left here? And I was able to just sit there you know, at my desk and show him. And mm -hmm. the reality of it is we could have actually done it in real time. I mean, if two people, if you're sharing a mission and if, you, if you've ever tried this, if you share a mission with somebody else and you're both looking at it at the same time, if one person makes it, it updates it on the other person's screen immediately. So that's, mm -hmm. it, it's kind of a, a really, it's kind of, it's a, it's, it's, it's a little intimidating things that you see, but it, it's pretty amazing if you've got a mission and you're working on it with a team to have everybody kind of working and modifying it and changing and changing settings and adding things to it all work in real time. That's kind of yeah, yeah.
No, that's great. Um, so we do have a question from Todd in the Zoom chat. Uh, so for the people out there who are considering drone link, how long will the hobbyist level stay at the $20? Is that something that's fixed or is that going to be changing in the near future? So we just changed something this weekend, this past weekend. So it's our intent, A, to keep a $20 product out there. Uh, if you go there, you'll see, and uh, we're still kind of, it's, it's out there. I say we're still kind of ironing down the best way to explain it to people. Some of the feedback from a few people was it get, it's a little confusing. I, just, I, I appreciate that it's, 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 there's more options now, I guess the best way to put it. There's kind of a basic, a premium and an elite product right now. Um, the basic, um, well, basically you know, the, 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 the premium adds in air map integration, some higher end functionalities, more, you know, and the premium is really geared more toward the programmer that's looking to, or the elites more geared toward the programmer that's looking to create their own functions. So there's that those hobbyist levels there's also a map, if I could share my screen, if you go to the, if you go to drillink.com and the pricing page, you'll see the, um, the pricing is a comparison that explains them all. But there's now a mapping, in response again to the users, there's now a mapping plan, which allows commercial pilots very inexpensively to use DroneLink if that's all they're looking to use it for, but for a one-time charge. And then the commercial side, there's, there's an ongoing charge. The, um, Kind of coming full circle uh, for those that did purchase, and this is this is kind of a I gotta be I'm trying to be nice to both the new users and the existing users. But the reward that we had for people that were with us in the start, where if you bought the hobbyist software, at, you know, as of last week, we're upgrading all those people to the high end, the elite package in um, in drone link to start. So there's no, I bought this thing, thing had everything, I'm not getting anything. So we're giving you everything. We're just giving you, wow. you know, we're walking out the door at basically the $80 package that we have. The only thing that it doesn't include is the email support because we're, we're a small crew and we're, we try to push all of our support to the forum. So you can upgrade yeah. to get the, 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 to get more, more advanced support. But, but the, the, the beauty for, for the thousands of people that bought the software um, and paid 20, as of last week, you're, you're, you get the $80 software package right now. So wow. that's, that, that was kind of a, that was kind of our, our, our nice little thank you to all of our users that has been pretty warmly received. And I think I, I think the good news is that I think the product is still very cheap. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, we 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 experimented with different price points. I, I, I obviously twenty dollars to me, even for a five hundred dollar drone, definitely for a fifteen hundred or five thousand dollar drone when people push back, I mean, they say, I don't want to pay 20. Your propellers are worth more than $20. And this is like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're, 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 you're killing me with like the fact that it's too much money. It's, 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 it's throwaway money. I think for most people. Um, so try it. I, I think it's worth 20 bucks to try it. It's probably, I mean, somebody to be honest, Eric, um, it's too cheap. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you've got any, any concept of um, how expensive it is to develop a package of this, nature um everybody out there that owns a mavic mini you should be using this software this is phenomenally cheap for what you're getting and we need to support these guys because we want this type of software out there and, and software developers deserve to be paid for the work they do that's just the economic reality of you know trying to develop a package of this magnitude 
costs money and it's up to us to support mm. these guys because, um, yeah, this is, this is phenomenal. Get on board, buy this software. It's I, worth I, every I penny. That. That's, that's well said. Look, I, uh, again, I, I, I do this kind of on the side. I'm not, I'm not full-time personally to, to DroneLink. I, I, I have a job that pays my bills, and this is not it. But, but for, for, for Jim, it's his full-time thing. And he is, um, you know, he, he is... He's a successful person that could go off in the you know, the business community. He could be making a lot more money working for a Google or, you know, some other company. He, he it's a passion for him. You know, that's why I do it. I, I love this stuff too. So, uh, you know, he, we're trying to find a way to make it accessible to as many people as possible um, and make it reasonable. So I think, I think the, the, the price point is, it, it is well put together. Um, if anything, again, it's, good, it's really good to hear you say that it's super price. We, we've, we've heard that too, that if anything, we, 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 we could, should, should charge more. And I, I was going to say a couple of things that, that just further make it cheaper in my mind is that we don't charge for Android or iOS. So like, again, I love Litchi, but I bought Litchi for Android and I had to buy it again for, uh, I had to buy it for both iOS and Android. So that was, you know, 60 bucks to buy the two versions or 50 bucks for the two versions I bought plus the training. So, you know, if you like the videos, the videos we don't charge for them. The other, the other companies they, they charge for them. So you know, it it really is twenty dollars to be flying, learning on on any device, which is you know PC, Android, iOS, it all works pretty well. So I, I don't disagree. It could be more, but we're 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 trying to build the community. I think that's why we we went down to the twenty dollar price as opposed to trying to push for something more. Yeah, for sure. And that was something I was really surprised with. You know, I was expecting even some sort of subscription model there, which could again be justified based on how much you're getting out of it. But, you know, $20 is phenomenal. And it's good to hear that you guys are going to try to honor that as, uh, as much as you can for the time being, you know, like who knows where it's going to go in the future. But for now, you know, at $20, it's really, really affordable. It's fantastic. Um, just on the, 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 the mapping side of things. We do have a question here and you briefly touched on mapping. So the question was, I use my drone primarily for mapping. Currently I do it manually. I try to overlap the images as much as possible. Is there a way to do the mapping automatically? An option to stop the drone at each photo interval. So absolutely. So you, you just talked about having you do interval photos and do kind of the same thing that you can, you can, you know, you've got to have a drone deploy application for the mini. So the answer is yes. That's what people are doing with the over. You can definitely do that. You just got to set interval photos to take pictures along the way. People are doing that right now. Mm. Cool. Well, that's cool. That's really good. That answers that one. Uh, Jamie also I said. Saw, the other one I saw from Gabor, which, which I think is a, is a good question. It's something that we've had from the beginning, which is, you know, the, the quality of the map. So, um, which, uh, Jim explained this better than I do, but, there's an issue with the integration with Google Maps directly into DroneLink. That's why the Google Maps is not integrated into the technical issue. Um, so we, we have a couple different maps. Uh, Sorry, can we just get people to mute their, their mics, please? So there, there is a, uh, there, there, if, if you go into the DroneLink interface, there's an option for a different map. Let me go here. Map is another option. Some people have had better luck with that, but I do know that as you know, as as the, the number of users continues to expand worldwide, there are places where the maps that we have are good, and the maps we have that are not good. 
Um, we're continuing to try to find ways to provide better maps worldwide for people. Um, mm. I do think that if possible, you know, export the stuff out to Google Earth, look at it in Google Earth. It doesn't always help your situation when you're flying. You're kind of going to be a little bit blind based on the map you're at, but um, it does allow you to preview it before you get out. Yeah, no, great. Well, I think um, I will round out this event soon. If there's any other questions from the community, definitely drop them wherever you are, whether that's Facebook, YouTube, or Zoom. Um, and Eric, as well, is there anything that we haven't touched on? Anything that you would like to talk about? Um, no, I mean, I, I, it's, it's, I can't really share my screen. I was going to do kind of a demo for those that hadn't seen it before. But, you know, I, again, I, I would... I would encourage people to to watch the videos, obviously. If there are videos that people want to, um, if there's additional things that people want videos done on, post them to the forums, let us know. Let, and I think that's, that's great feedback for us. If there's something there, I, I find it funny sometimes when people say, you know, I really, I, I, I can't, I need, I need it start to finish. So, I, I've done this a couple. I think I've done like three or four of them. Where I go, okay, start to finish. And it's kind of like I'm, I, I was on vacation. I was sitting at my, you know, in this little house we we're at. I planned a mission, then walked out. I flew it, and I showed it, kind of start to finish. So, you know, it seems like eighty, ninety percent of the people think it's exactly what they want. There's always the five, ten percent of the people who are like, can you show me like turning on the drone? Or like, I, I don't know what additional level of detail that I didn't show. But if there is things that people can do. I'm happy to do that. Then I, then I think what, what, I, what, I, what it's been a lot of fun for me right now have been to see the videos being done, not only in, in, obviously in English, but in German, French, and Chinese. Like there's, a, there's a lot of users right now that are picking up. I just, you know, I can't understand the ones that are being done in the foreign languages very well, but, but it's interesting to see the approaches that they're taking to walk people through, because I'm not saying my approach is 100% right. It's just kind of the way that my logic thinks through things. But if there is that people want me to show um, or have the community show, let's, let, I think there's, I think the fun thing is that there's a lot of people, and I've, I've learned this even in, as I've talked to users who have literally come to me just saying, how can I help? What can I do? <laughs> so I love that and to the point where I've got, if I could find more time, uh, one of our users offered to do a user guide. So he, he's kind of done the initial um, write-up for a user guide. He's walked through all the videos and he's been documenting kind of what I was babbling about in the videos into a, into a PDF document. And then I want to try to take that and turn it into a wiki and let other people kind of add to it, edit to it. So again, back to the community aspect of it, I think is really good. And then again, the, the, the videos that I've seen from people are excellent. If they're, if they're you know, I think Eric and Gary, have, have, have their, 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 their videos have gotten progressively better. Um, I mean, uh, the, the, uh, the one quick example I, I always think about is I, I have not got around to doing a video on restriction zones, which is kind of a really cool thing that was added, you know, earlier this year. I just never got to, to doing the video and Eric kind of beat me to the punch on it. He, he, did a, he did a really nice video just kind of explaining how to create multi-level restriction zones and how it works. And for right. the most part, I've, I, I, I feel even less incentive to do it right now because if people ask me about it, I just point to his because that's a job on Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's awesome that you've got, you know, such a powerful supportive community that they can hold that space for so many people. And I think, you know, being a consumer of technology for so many years, 
there are many products out there, not just software products where you don't feel held, you know, like you don't have that opportunity to reach out to people. And the fact that you guys have that forum, I think is fantastic because you don't have to sign up to DroneLink. You know, I've got on the forums right now and it's great that that's open to anyone as well. So before you make that decision, you can ask all those questions and have a look through it. Um, And also for you guys, that probably helps a lot. The fact that you've got a community of people um, you know, helping with, with a lot of these questions and queries. Otherwise you guys would be flooded. And uh, I could imagine that would be quite stressful. No, look, it's, it's, I mean, I, 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 one of the ones that I thought was very interesting that came from very early on when we, we, we had the mini come out was we didn't have PayPal support. I thought that was kind of an interesting one that came out and we were, oh. getting, we were getting beat up left and right. <laughs> with PayPal support. And we, we, we rushed out. We, 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 we implemented something where people could pay, albeit a little bit manually, they could pay via PayPal and send an email to us. And, and then they, uh, you know, we, we turned them on within a day. They all had to be manually done. But like, there was so many people that wanted that, that we just, we reprioritized that and we got it done. We just did it in a week and now it works perfectly. So like, I, I, I just use that as another example of like, look, tell us if there's, if there's something missing or you don't like it. And we, you know, a lot of things you've heard, but we continue to hear things that we haven't. Um, mm. The one of the one that I that I just saw recently, which has been kind of my own personal, I've had the the same bit of uh, I've had the same reaction to it. If you've flown DroneLink, though, the preview screen at some point Jim rolled out a 3D preview in the in the, in the preview screen, which he liked, but I I find distracting. I always like the 2D view of the map. So I whenever I fly with DroneLink, I turn on. I, I always change it over to 2D. It's the first thing I always do. You see somebody else post that on our forums, on our wish list page, can we change that or change the default? And I was like, yep, I agree 100%. So uh, <laughs> that's a good example of something, you know, just the community kind of coming together and throwing out other suggestions that I thought were really good. So that, that, that'll that hopefully at least give people the option to do that specific thing. Yeah, for sure. And I think the fact that, you know, the software is community guided means that, you know, the sky isn't the limit as such Like you guys can push past that. The fact that you have so many, you know, talented people by the sounds of it as well, that are already using the software and even more will be coming on as the time goes on. Like it's, uh, it's almost baffling. Like, I, I guess you guys probably have an idea of where it's going to go, but it really could go in so many different directions. There could be so many things that there are implemented over the coming months. So like, I think we've covered quite a lot. Uh, there was a question about, introducing markers on orbit components is that something yeah. that you guys are planning it's on the list too it is definitely it's on the list to do yeah to basically um change you know change speed change you know focus point yeah, it's on the list right now cool and um you also mentioned the the roadmap as well so how can people find the roadmap so uh, if you go i think it's under drone link com forward slash uh, and load it up on here oh. yeah so if you go to the forums and there is a section there called feature requests and then there's yep. a pinned post to that called product roadmap uh, the link up there says, please refer to our product roadmap. It brings you a, it should bring you a Trello board. Yeah, so the Trello board. 
So you can see all the things that are oh. right now and people can vote on them. Uh, and you'll see all the stuff that we're, we're playing with right now. So um, yeah, awesome. Yeah, I've got that up on the screen here. So um, in the YouTube video, everyone can see that. That's great that you've got that all set up through Trello as well. Yeah. So people can just literally like particular things and try to prioritize what they want. That's the idea. Yeah. So we're, we really do try to listen to people both you know, on the marketing side, on the pricing side, you know, on, yeah. on, on the support side as much as we can. I mean, I think, yeah. And you, you, you said it. We're, 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 you know, we're not a team of 50. We're, you know, we're, you know, and I, 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 I've always felt that I'd rather have, I'd rather see Jim programming and rolling out new features and enhancing the product than, than going on to, to YouTube and responding to a person complaining about something that's already in the FAQs. So yeah. we're, 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 we, you know, that's why I, I love having the forum. I love having people kind of jump in and help. Um, Obviously, I, I try to help out you know, as I have time to do too, and roll out videos wherever I can. But the, uh, but yeah, it's 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 it really it is we you know it's it's become kind of a community effort, which has made it more successful. More than yeah, no, that's no I'm not going to bed. I'm going golfing. I'm I'm, I'm going to leave <laughs> about an hour. I'm going to go golfing in about an hour. But I appreciate <laughs> it. I'm going back to bed. I am I am I am a little a little sleepy. I was up late last night, but I'm good. Plus a really early start. Yeah, really appreciate you coming along, man. It's, uh, it means a lot to all of us, definitely. You've uh, given us a lot of insight into where you guys are going, which is really, again, fantastic and refreshing to see a company that is so open. You know, a lot of companies can be quite closed off and it's behind closed doors and they work on it. And then when it comes out, there's the backlash. The fact that you guys are working with everyone is, again, really refreshing. So I appreciate that a lot. No, look, we, we appreciate you guys. I mean, like we, 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 would, we really tried to be sensitive, even like, like we, Jim and I have talked pretty extensively, you know, as well as our team members, pretty extensively about, you know, okay, we roll out this new pricing. What's the backlash going to be? How can we best communicate it? How can we make sure people are comfortable with it? It was the decision. It was, you know, it was the decision. It was why the decision was made just to take all the existing hobbyist users and just make them elite. Let's not, Let's avoid that backlash right now. Let's keep everybody happy. Let's keep people jazzed about the software. I mean, to me, it, it really, uh, I think our vision from the beginning, at least mine particularly, was I, I really wanted to have something that had thousands of users as opposed to a few hundred users. And there's, there's arguments both ways and we kind of, we shifted and I think we'll continue to go after the enterprise users, um, which interesting will probably pull on thousands of users in their own way. But you know, I, I, I am personally more of a, um, you know, I'm more of a, of a, of a you know, professional, you know, you know, user of the software as opposed to an enterprise user. I use it, you know, to do my, to, to, to fly. I like flying. I'm a hobbyist at, at, at heart. So, you know, I, I, I love talking to the hobbyists and finding new ways to do it. And even as we continue to push things on the enterprise side. Yeah. Awesome. Well, if there's nothing else from the community yourself or yourself, Eric, then uh, I think we will end it there. Thank you again very much. No, thanks for hosting us. And uh, again, go to the forums. You know, hope to see you guys post. Uh, I'd love to see more videos from people as they're starting to do it, you know, for, for better or worse. And, uh, and again, I'd love to see people uh, post the actual mission so that people can enhance them. I'd like to see more of that too. So continue to do that as well. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for your time, and uh, we'll be in touch for sure. Excited right, to hear what else is coming. Yeah, guys, Anthony Todd.
All you guys aboard. Good talking to you guys. I've seen you guys. Well, uh, hopefully talk soon. Thanks. Cool. Thanks, man. Bye, guys. Bye,